Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello, you're listening to Known For, a filmography podcast. Uh, this is Bob Shoy. Hey, it's Becca. And this is a four and one more episode. Now, listeners, um, if you listen to this contemporaneously, you will be expecting uh, the Chadwick Boseman episode. But we're putting that back by one month because we wanted to get his entire back catalogue and his final film is not out till next month. So to fill in the gap, we decided to chuck in an extra four and one more from a very uh, often requested topic. So we've already done uh, Pixar and we already did uh, Studio Ghibli. So it's time for us to talk about the other major uh, animation studio, the major one, Walt Disney. So for this, we've decided to pick between the Walt Disney animated classics list of films. Yeah, Mm. there's 58, I think, as of the time of this recording. Mm. So... The if you're not sure of the Disney animated classics, there is a a um, banner which some of the Disney films are released under, which they are the classics, and uh, they start with Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. The most recent one was Frozen Two. As yeah. the time of this recording, I've just gone to get. We've got a big list. I've just yeah. gone to pick it up because there's definitely. Personally, I feel there's definitely like ages like there's groups and yeah there's eras yeah and i think even within disney fandom like they know of the eras they do have names it's like you know the classics the war years Mm -hmm. um the disney renaissance yeah um like the dark times whatever they they, there are names for the eras but Mm. i'm not the biggest like disney head i know some people are well into disney but we're going to talk about our favorite disney films anyway it was a big part of my childhood yeah i think it's a big part of most people's childhood like we said before Everyone had like Disney VHSs in the house. Yeah. They grew up, you know, sort of in our era. But the ones you had in your house are the ones that you seem to like, be drawn like towards. Endeared, yeah, endeared towards. Definitely. We ended up, I think when I was really young, we had like a select few. Mm. But then I remember we had loads. Like right. at one point, we had like loads and loads and loads. I don't know how many. I think we probably had like 10. I think a lot of people have like about 10 different ones yeah. in there. And, you know, they could be any bunch this is why some people have like weird favorites like some people love um i don't know like a friend of the podcast beef who i I podcast with uh do weird tales the unexplainable with his favorite disney film is the rescuers down under Mm -hmm. so that's what i mean by like it's a weird pick but that's just one of the ones he had in his house so that's one he loves yeah and i feel like a lot of people's favorite films are like they're just the ones they had growing up Mm. so i'm fully expecting us to have the same number one right we haven't said it to each other <laughs> but i'm pretty sure we have the same disney film because it's something we've talked about a lot this is the only reason we're together, and it's not really. the most obvious pick so that's a good example of it that's why we've lasted so long exactly the same disney <laughs> so i guess we'll, we'll come to that when we get to number one yeah. unless there's a massive curveball and we have a different number one to each other <laughs> i don't know you <laughs> yeah all this time we saw you're a massive home on the range fan <laughs> So yeah, we're going to talk about the uh, our favourite four and one more Disney animated classics. Now, the list is slightly different in the UK and the US. Right. There's a couple of differences. Can I just have that yeah. list? It's like dinosaur. So yeah, I've got the differences here is the UK list includes the film The Wild. Right. That is not on the US list. Okay. And I personally haven't seen that. I mean, neither. I've seen like 95% of these films though. Yeah. Um, and then the the two editions that are in the US classics that aren't part of the UK classics are Dinosaur, mm-hmm. which I have seen. Yeah, me too. I don't think that holds up very well. 
And that, that's like animate. It's like computer. Computer animated. Animate. It's yeah. the first computer animated theatrical release for Disney. Mm. Not sure it's before Toy Story. I think it was a big deal. It was a big deal when it came yeah. out. Um, and then the other one, which is part of the US classics, not part of the UK, is the um, sort of two thousands Winnie the Pooh movie. Right. Which I have seen. seen. Have you? Yeah. Oh, right. I've not seen. I don't think I have. Yeah, I've, I've seen that one. Uh, it's the more recent one. It's just called Winnie the Pooh. Oh, okay, cool. Um, so that's part of the US classics, not mm-hmm. the UK classics. So they're the only differences. The rest of them are the same. I'm not going to run through all 58 films here. Yeah. Uh, I think most people know what they are. Mm-hmm. And there's only a couple of sequels that are included as classics. Yeah. Uh, most of the sequel films are not in the classics banner. They all went like straight to VHS and stuff. Yeah, well, the first one was Return of Jafar. Right. And that was such a big deal and made them so much money. But it wasn't a classic. There was a lot of confusion. It was basically just four episodes of the animated series, like, smashed together. Yeah. To launch, that was Disney's foray into TV animation. Mm-hmm. Um, so the only sequels that are part of the classics, there are mm-hmm. a few, are the Winnie the Pooh one. Yeah. That's a sequel to The Many Adventures of Winnie the Pooh. Rescuers Down Under. Yeah. Sequel to The Rescuers. Uh, Frozen 2. Mm-hmm. Sequel to Frozen, obviously. Yeah. Incredibly uh, famous. Don't know why. Ralph Breaks the Internet. Sequel to Wreck-It Ralph, oh, that's included cool. in the classics. I think it's all to do with the budget. If they have a proper film budget yeah. as a sequel, then it's included. There was a lot of stuff happening like in like the late 90s and stuff that was just like, oh, we're just smashing these out. Yeah, there's one more. Oh, Fantasia 2000 yeah. is a classic as a sequel to Fantasia. Yeah. So they are the only sequels that are included, in case anyone was wondering. Mm. But who's going first? Do you want to just toss a coin? I can't remember who actually goes first now. I'll go first. You go first? Yeah. There we go. Straight in. Okay, Becca, what's your number four? My number four is The Aristocats. That is way higher than anyone's <laughs> expecting that film to be on any list. <laughs> um, I think purely for sentimental reasons. Uh, my sister, this is probably my sister's number one, I reckon. Or maybe that and like Lion King. I just remember as a kid, we watched the shit out of this film. Right. Um. It's so catchy. I'm a big cat like lover anyway. And I think it just like hit all the right spots for It doesn't have like as many songs. No, but that's But it songs has got like good. a cool jazzy soundtrack. And obviously yeah. it has Everybody Wants to Be a Cat. That, yeah. Amazing. And that's stuck in my head now that you've even just said it. I'll be honest, I think a lot of people will be like, Really? Aristocats? Like, yeah. oh my god, like a lot of people do not like this really? film. Like, I think it's kind of trash. I actually am a massive fan of this and for a, a little brief period of my childhood this was like my favorite disney film mm. i think i liked it as well because yeah like the jazz element mm-hmm. was so like cool and like off the beaten track kind of thing like would i would never as a kid come in contact with any jazz oh music. there's another good song in this yeah thomas o'malley yeah do, 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 do. yeah o'malley so, the alley cat did you have a crush on thomas o'malley <laughs> No, he's quite suave. No, I didn't have a crush on Thomas O'Malley. (laughs) He was like quite debonair, wasn't he? Yeah, charming. He's a bit like George Clooney, Thomas O'Malley. (laughs) He's like he's like the lovable rogue, isn't he? Yeah, Um, bad boy. (laughs) Wrong side of the tracks. He's like it's like Lady in the Tramp. Yeah, a little bit. It's the cat version. Mm. (laughs) Except there's no spaghetti and meatballs involved. No, cats don't like spaghetti and meatballs, from what I've heard. Um. Oh, yeah, I just really liked it. I liked the geese and I liked the... Abigail and Amelia. Yeah. Yeah. And like all of his um, ragtag group of like yeah. jazz cat friends. What's, there is another song when she's trying to learn piano because they, they try and play piano. Maybe I'm wrong. I haven't seen this for a long time. Me neither. I've not seen it for a long, long, long time. But it's always, yeah, close to my heart. I really love it. It's really nicely animated as well. It's like really fluid. Well, like, I think like but, all Disney films are yeah, like beautiful animated. They have the best animators in the biz. Yeah, I loved it. It's like that, like kind of twenties, um, thirties, like kind of jazz swing kind of vibe to it. Which I oh, really there like. is quite a few songs. Scales and arpeggios is oh, the song yeah. I was thinking of. There's also the Aristocats, the actual song, the Aristocats, like that mm. actual title song. Um, there's also. Um, Everyone wants to be a be a cat. Um, um, yeah, a lot of these old Disney films have some questionable <laughs> uh, racial stereotyping, which I think if you watch one Disney Plus, it even says this is a product of the time. Uh, there's like a little flag, like a little warning. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, 
But um, yeah, Aristocats, that's a surprising choice. Mm-hmm. It would probably be in my upper half. It's not um, It's not as high as that for me. Mm-hmm. I am really fond of this film. Yeah. But it wouldn't be in my top four. Mm-hmm. But I respect your choice of it being in your top four. <laughs> uh, I do actually really love it. Yeah. Okay, what's your four? My number four is Sleeping Beauty. Oh, okay. That's a real classic. Yeah. Um, uh, the main reason is I love the animation. Yeah. In it. Okay. It has such a unique look. Uh-huh. Um I used like cell shading, I think. Some some early form of cell shading. So it looks like the, the idea is it's supposed to look more like stained glass, I think. Yeah. Um but it's really as a unique It still stands up as being a really uniquely animated film, especially for for the ones of that era. Yeah. Um because a lot of them have that classic Disney look. And this has that, but in just a very different way. Yeah, it's a little bit like uh L- I don't want to say elevated, but yeah, it just feels like lighter, kind of like a little bit more. This is just a different feel. It's like very, not angular, but like the outlines are very... Defined. Defined is the word I'm looking for. It's a very like defined look. Um, And this is one I had on VHS as a kid. And I always liked the way it looked, but when I was that young, I wouldn't be like, oh, because it's self-shaded or like, (laughs) oh, it's supposed to look the same glass. I was just like, oh, it just felt different to the others to me. In a way that made it a little bit more... I know they're all based on fairy tales, but it made this one feel like a classic fairy tale for yeah. some reason. Even more so than the older ones like Snow White. Yeah. This felt like very classic. Yeah, I think... Um, I know, obviously, Snow White is like obviously quite like English, and, but this is very... Because it's like dragons, knights, yeah. like um, fairy godmothers and like witches and stuff like that. Um, and it's very like medieval. Yeah. Like really, really medieval. When he is um, fighting through the brambles and thorns mm-hmm. and cutting through with his sword and the dragon is like flaming them all down. Yeah. Like to me, genuinely as a kid, I found that quite scary. Yeah, terrifying. It's a very like serious tone to mm-hmm. the end of this film. It's very, like you say, classic medieval story. I feel like a lot of the older ones had that though. Like the, the ante was up. Um, and I feel like it, like the um, danger has like softened mm-hmm. in like more recent years. Like, um, you know, no one's getting stabbed or set alight or whatever, that kind of um, casual stuff that used to happen in old Disney films. <laughs> and as a villain, um, obviously Maleficent has yeah been really popular in recent years as a villain. Yeah. I don't feel like this film has talked about as much. People like love Maleficent without thinking, oh, yeah, it's Sleeping Beauty. Yeah, yeah. Um, and she's a very, like, she's a good villain. Yeah. Like, she is very scary. Like, I've, like I said, I found this, this kind of scary. And when he's... I just have very vivid memories as a kid of when he's flying through the brambles yeah. and the flames are coming down, me being like, this is quite intense for me. She's like, Maleficent's like quietly evil. Yeah. Um, sinister, which I think is more powerful. Very sinister. And yeah. the dragon form is like really mm, foreboding. Yeah. Um, and you've got the classic, like Prince Philip, that's his name. Um, yeah. He's like a real classic, you know, sword-wielding hero. Yeah. Um, and then you have the... Um, Super stereotypical, like... Heroic, and then you, the the fun. You always have to have like the fun characters. They're yeah. the the fairies. Yeah, are all really fun. And is it his dad? Isn't it his dad and his uncle the king and something else? And they're like quite jovial and. Can't remember. A bit more like. Can't remember the dad and the uncle. Yeah, look, come here. Oh yeah. Like this guy. I forgot all these things. Yeah, look at the the and the stuff. The color, so the color in this, it this is like really amazing. All the like green flames as well. Yeah, really cool. Sorry, we're just looking at pictures from Sleeping Beauty now. Um, <laughs> oh, the owl. Yeah, yeah. And the birds. Yeah, I yeah. remember. Amazing. I think it. I think it sets itself apart because the colours are so poppy. Like they're so yeah. bright and vibrant. I mean, they're not like neon, but like they definitely have like a look compared to like the background, which is like really green and dark and dour oh i love this bit he reminds me of archimedes yeah yeah and the um black letter the artwork's like that's incredible so good everything about that it's like classic it's like um this is a real like it's like um, medieval cross with like um germanic kind of like style it's a lot it's a very like 
like artists love this film. Yeah. I mean, I've been to like art fairs and art festivals. There's a lot of like influence from this because it's so distinct. Yeah. Yeah. Really, really nice. Wow. Cool. So there, there we go. That's my my number my number four, Sleeping Beauty. Cool. Good choice. Thank you. What is your number three? Um, my number three is Mulan. Mulan. Yeah. The art style in it is incredible. Before you continue, yeah. I will say this is also on my list. Oh. This is my number two. Oh, cool. Yeah. I knew you liked it. Yeah. I remember because I showed it to you. So, yeah. Um, this is a few years ago I now. will just, I will, I will say this for, before you, you continue. This is a film that it was one of the only classics I'd never seen. Yeah. It just passed me by completely. And about probably about four years ago, something like that, yeah. we decided to like sort of patch in some holes of old Disney films that we'd never seen. Mm-hmm. And um, we sat down to watch this and I wasn't expecting much of it. And I came away just like, oh my God, like mm. I wish I had known this when I was younger. Yeah. And it like jumped right up. Like it's the most recent one that would be this high mm-hmm. for me. Like I love it. Yeah. I think the art style leans like towards like a more timeless like aesthetic mm-hmm. because I've just put it up on IMDb and I'm like, oh, when did this come out? It came out in 1998 when I was eight years old. Mm. And I thought it was like way later than that. So it definitely like we probably got it when it came out or very soon afterwards. I was probably around like eight, nine or ten or that, something. That when makes I first sense saw it. actually for me because in 1998, that was the first time my mum, I was living at my mum's house, got a home computer. Oh. And our computer came with the Mulan Print Studio. Oh, Whenever cool. they print studio discs, you used to always come with to things. Love them. Yeah, and I'd never seen Mulan. I didn't know anything about it, but I used to love playing around with the Mulan Print Studio. Yeah. So I knew all the characters and stuff for so many years until I actually watched yeah. it only a few years ago. Um. So like, a, I want to say like a like in my mind, it's like a newer one, but it's really not. It's like new solidly in the middle, isn't it? Of the releases. Um, yeah, the art style is really great, um, and I think the I just really loved her. It's like quite a feminist, like you know, she's a female. She disguises herself as a male, like does mm-hmm. really um, death-defying feats, and like is a really strong like role model. And then they don't, they only find out like afterwards, kind of thing. The um, thing that really surprised me about it is that actually the songs are amazing. Yeah. A lot of like the more recent ones, I always don't think of like the songs as being amazing yeah. or I don't remember the songs so much. Mm-hmm. So like Hercules uh, for me is more recent. No, uh, what's, a, what's a good example of this? Tarzan. Yeah. Tarzan is a fine movie. I quite, I quite enjoy Tarzan. Mm. Wouldn't be one of my favourites. I consider it from like the same era. I think uh, it's actually the one yeah, that came out after. Yeah, it is the same era, yeah. Uh, but I don't remember any songs from Tarzan. No. I'm sure for some people, if they were younger... Yeah. They would be like, oh, no, I love Tarzan. It has great songs, but I don't remember any. And Tarzan's just fine to me. But Mulan has great songs in it. Yeah. Uh, like, I, I like, stick in my head, like, Be A Man is a great song, and that sticks in my head now, and I've only known this film a couple of years, so... Is it because Eddie Murphy plays Mushu? Well, that's another thing. I think this film has the, the a great balance of, like, a serious yeah. storyline, but fun. Comedic. The right amount yeah. of, like, Disney fun. Mm. So the story is very compelling and serious and good. Yeah. They're an interesting setting, great characters, but then you've got just enough fun with Mushu mm. and the little cricket bug thing. Yeah. Uh, I think I really loved there. it as well because it's a culture that I didn't really know when I was eight years old. I kind of had no concept of, like I didn't really know anything about. No. Um. Obviously, you kind of like know... I guess I'm trying to remember what, I, how much I would know about the world. When well, I'm a eight. lot of them, it's just like European settings, <laughs> yeah. and we're more used to like European stuff over here. Well, yeah, I think you, you know, you have Grimm's fairy tales and yeah. all that kind of stuff when you're younger. When you um, get something that's like the settings a bit more far flung, yeah, it's instantly like of an interest like, to yeah, you. Yeah, definitely. I'm just looking at the list now and seeing if there was one that was like set Jungle Book. Always interested me for that reason yeah. because it's an Indian setting and it wasn't yeah. just European. That's it reminds me of that in the, like, yeah. oh, it's a setting that you're not used to seeing in a Disney film. So you've instantly got an interest. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I where think the Lion King had, as well. Like, because, music, oh, yeah, and, Lion and, King. And Lion King had like African, African sounds. Yeah. And then this had Asian sounds. It's visiting different mm, countries and continents. And cultures. And, yeah. Yeah. And I really like the, how they interweaved like the like traditional culture and stuff and how she 
I don't know how she had like conflicts against it, but actually it was like part of her and made her strong and all that kind of stuff was really interesting. Mm. Um, yeah, I really loved it. It's a really, really cool film. Yeah, like I say, for Let's me <laughs> to put this so for me to put this so high up on my list, mm. have and amongst all these other absolute classics I grew up with after only seeing it like a few years ago mm. shows how much I love this film. Yeah. The fact that I put this at my number two. It's so good though. Yeah. Great film. And I, I think, haven't no go on. Like I was gonna say, like you really liked um Sleeping Beauty, but I think like the colour palette and the way that they have been like the art style is like a little bit similar. Mm. Like it's quite um, like cell shaded mm. in, in parts. And like the, you know, colours and that sort of stuff. Mm. Anyway. Vibrant. Oh. Yeah. yeah. But then also like quite, I'm just remembering when they're like in the mountains and stuff like that. Like it's quite like muted. Mm. But then, you know, Mushu is like bright red. Yeah. Um, and there's lots of like symbology and stuff Mushu yeah. to me has a little bit of like genie about him mm. where they get like a big famous comedic actor comedian he's a big voice playing a very like over the top character mm-hmm. in a story that has like a a serious through line so yeah. Aladdin has like a good serious through line yeah um, that's another good example of someone being set in another world like watching Aladdin mm. as a kid I was like mm-hmm. oh, I love this because it's you know Arabia Arabian yeah. Nights that sort of thing like oh this is cool so yeah it's Mushu is very much like Genie. They're doing the same trick, but it, it works. Mm, yeah. So what's your number three then? My number three is... Um, so we've had a couple of a few weirder picks so far, I think. Yeah. We talk about everyone has their own Disney picks that are like sort of personal to them. Mm-hmm. I love Sleeping Beauty. Not necessarily going to be on most people's lists. Yeah. Uh, Mulan might be on some people's lists, but it's not the most famous. Mm. Um, what did you have? Aristocats. It's not going to be on many people's lists. This... Is one that's so famous, it's probably going to be on most people's mm. top five. Beat um, the Beast. Of the classic Renaissance era, this is my favorite, Beat in the Beast. Ah, do yeah. it. <laughs> this is like the, the classic, the Renaissance era, you've got Mermaid sort of kicked off, Little Mermaid. Yeah. Um, and then Beauty and the Beast and Aladdin, I forget which way around they come. Um, yeah. Little Mermaid, Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin, Lion King. That's, yeah. That is the, what they call the Disney Renaissance. Yeah. That's like my, me and my sister's like generation. Everyone was going, yeah. everyone suddenly started going to see Disney films in the cinema again. I saw yeah. most of them and I think I saw all of them in the cinema. And even yeah. after that, um, they sort of carried on uh, Pocahontas. Yeah. But Hunchback of Notre Dame, Hercules, these I are remember like, these we are big as well. I remember we went to see Lion King in um, theatre, uh, yeah, theatre, London, mm. like a, as a live thing. I mean, that that renaissance really did continue until it just like, fell on its ass with Dinosaur because yeah. you've got uh, Little Mermaid, Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin, Lion King, Pocahontas, Not- Hunchback of Notre Dame, Hercules, Mulan, Tarzan. These are all big. Yeah. And then suddenly, and then Fantasia 2000. Yeah. And then Dinosaur. Yeah. And then people lost interest, Atlantis, Treasure Planet, Brother Bear. These are like not as beloved. They're just missing a step, And in they? amongst those, there's a couple of like weirder ones that people have a lot of love for. Mm. Um, Emperor's New Groove. Mm-hmm. And Lilo and Stitch are sort of like real underdog favourites from mm. amongst that, like them. Like, Le- I remember Lilo and Stitch coming out, and it was massive. Yeah, know? I actually saw that. It was the first Disney film I saw at the cinema for years. Mm. Um, and I was like an older teenager, but I was like, this does look fun, and I did mm. really like it. And I know, like now, that's a real like cult favourite. Yeah. For the sort of generation. I below thought me. that's what like I thought that's what um, Frozen was right. going to be like, but I think Frozen. I don't know how, but it's just. I'm not even that big a fan of Frozen, just putting it out there, but it's just surpassed all expectations. I, I think everyone's massive. surprised at how big that was. And for me, why. I know this is an opinion of, I think it seems to me that like anyone I talk to about Disney films who's like my age or older is like, or most people are like, yeah, I don't really get why Frozen has captured this like <laughs> bunch of kids' popular yeah. uh, interest. And everyone older seems to say, well, Tangled was much better. Yeah. And Tangled was really popular. Yeah. Like, really popular. It just popular, didn't, like, blow up. But it wasn't as big way. as Fro- Frozen, like, overshadows it completely. Yeah. But I don't know. Again, I, it's an interesting setting, though, I suppose, Frozen, isn't it? It's, like, more Nordic. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I found Tangled an interesting setting because it's more like, it's almost like Croatian. It's that mm. um, Mediterranean setting, which hasn't been explored much. Mm-hmm. I really like Tangled. But that's, that's beyond, that's beside the point. <laughs> Uh, we're talking about Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. Which is just... Rewind to 
it's, actually are what we're talking it about. It is flawless. Like, it yeah. is maybe the most perfect Disney film. Yeah. It's gorgeously animated. The story is amazing. Mm. Uh, the songs are amazing. Yeah. It has just that feel. Them classic Disney films, when, you, when they, as soon as they start, like, the way they open and the music, mm. you get, like, your your feelings are drawn into... Your feelings are drawn straight into the film in a way that I can't quite explain what mm. I mean. Like, talking about the Jungle Book, as soon as that starts with that, like, Indian flute, mm. I'm like, ooh, like, I'm, I'm sucked into the feel. Mm-hmm. And it's the same with um, Beauty and the Beast. As soon as it starts and you've got this old-fashioned, like, they're telling the story of what happened to the beast. It's, I was just looking at the list, and correct me if I'm wrong. Mm. But this is the only, like, when I remember the Beast, he's kind of, he's not a villain villain, but he, like, I found him very scary. Yes, you're supposed to. And I feel like this is the only Disney film that really focuses on, I'm going to call him the villain for the sake of it. Well, he's not it. the villain. Well. A, Gaston is the villain. Yeah, well, like, a, I was going to say, there's loads of them where it's like animals and humans together. Yeah. But he's not even, he's just like something else. It's like different. It's like yeah. a different thing. And he's one of the main characters. And he's not likable yeah, at a, all. It's he's like a really, not like, it's you, like a you really go on the concept. journey with Belle. Yeah. You are scared of him. Yeah. And then you start to warm to him as she does. Mm. Um, and then, you know, Gaston is gross. Mm. And he eats eggs for breakfast every day. <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> By the way, um, I've, if anyone's going to wonder what we think about any of the live-action remakes of these films, I've not watched them. Have I seen any? No. I've seen The Jungle Book, which oh, is the first yeah. one they did, I yeah, think the first one, one, and was like, uh, yeah. no thanks. They're yeah. the, this, the same film. I'd rather watch the gorgeous animation. I mean, I know it's a shame that they just don't make more good films, like new ones. Yeah. Instead of regurgitating stuff that's already been done to perfection. I don't really understand... I, I, this is another debate. I don't really understand the point of remaking a film that's already great as it is. Yeah. In, and not changing it enough. They just make them the same, but with live action and get rid of a lot of the fun. Like, I've not seen that live action Aladdin. The thing is... And people say that's one of the better ones, but the live action Aladdin doesn't even have, like... Um, Iago doesn't, like, talk and isn't fun. He just squawks like a parrot. The thing so with animation is you can create so much more magic... I think, than live action because live action is grounded in reality. Mm. Whereas animation, you can, you can do it. Well, can it's do... not grounded in reality now because they're still just CG. Like to yeah. call the Lion King one a live action remake is a joke to me. It's, mm. it's just animated in a different way. Unless they actually had, which they would never do because it's too dangerous, but like Lion. No. Like, I, well, I'm, anyway. I don't understand the point. I like the classic Yeah, animation. I was just trying to think because Beast, it's like a really unique concept, isn't it? To have him as like really... A big focus, like mm. normally all the characters that you're either like scared of or are kind of fearsome, let's say, are more like secondary and you're following like the hero. But Belle's more of like a hero, like she's, I don't know, what do you call her a heroine? Yeah, she's the main mm. hero. She's the, she's the protagonist. Mm. Yeah, it's just an interesting like story concept, I think, that kind of breaks a little, breaks the mold a little bit. Yeah, I guess, the, you, I guess what you're trying to say, like maybe... Like, you think he's the villain, but he's not. Mm. Yeah, as a kid, like, watching it, you're like, oh, my God, I'm terrified of this He, he is scary yeah. as well. Yeah. But to have him, like, front and centre, what I'm saying, that's, yeah. like, quite unique. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's such a... It's a really good classic one. Um, and like I said, like, people, everyone has their favourites. It seems like the three that people seem to have the main favourite out of from that era is, like, it's Aladdin, Lion King, all this. Mm-hmm. And people sort of fall in a different camp of those classic three from the, the Renaissance. Mm. For me, this was always my favourite. Um, just because it has more heart, I think. It's not as silly. Like, the other two are quite have like, quite a lot of humour in them. Yeah, this Especially one is Aladdin. This is quite serious. serious. Yeah. And I think I appreciated that as a kid because I'm like... I'm not really being spoken down to. I'm being told a serious story with scary moments. Yeah. And the closest you get to like silly fun characters is like Lumiere and Cogsworth. Yeah. But I think they're just like peppered in the right Yeah. The right and they're not re- like totally comedic. They mm. have a, they're quite sympathetic as well. Yeah. Because they're, they're tragic. Everyone's tragic. It's a real, yeah. Is this the one where they had 
Um, it's, they did like a little bit of like 3D at the end, like right at the end when they're C- spinning around. It's um, CG stuff. The like. first CG was in Aladdin, right. which is before this, which was yeah. the Cave of Wonder of Wonders. Yeah. When the head comes out of the sand, the big lion's head, that's CG. Oh, yeah. And the magic carpet is completely CG. Right. The first CG character in a film. Yeah. And they tested out with that and it went over well. And then they introduce more CG elements into this. Yeah, so it's the, the dance, dance room. The yeah, ballroom where it's spinning. Is, uh, it's, it's where the, the camera sort of pans around them and yeah, circles as they dance. Yeah, yeah. It's all CG. Which is, I think, the first time I really remember something being like, atmos- like, like that, like really atmospheric and like impactful. Yeah. They peppered it in like, like wow. I liked that era where they peppered in the CG. Yeah, it didn't like they it. did it in Lion King as well with the wildebeest chase. Mm, they could yeah. do things that would be very intensive mm-hmm. for animators, but they can shortcut it mm. by CG, but just add more than you would hand yeah. animating. Yeah, yeah. Um, in a way that actually benefits the film. Yeah. Without and going like full unless full you analyze it, I think kind of goes under the radar mm. quite easily. Yeah, I wouldn't have noticed that as a kid. Yeah, I wouldn't no. have been like, oh, yeah. It's, it's different. The animation looks different. Yeah. I'd just be like, this is a cool scene. Mm. But yeah, great songs, uh, Be My Guest. Mm. Um, the opening song, like the one that Belle sings when she's walking through the town. Mm. Uh, like Gaston's song when they're like, where's kill this, the beast. Where's it supposed to be set? It's France, isn't is it? Is it? Uh-huh. I always think of it as French because it's like, there's loads of bakeries and she's it's buying Gaston bread and Gaston yeah. and... yeah, yeah. Lumiere, mm-hmm. it's the it's yeah, it's the very French. Yeah. Cool. So yeah, Beauty and the Beast, uh, my favourite of like the big sort of tentpole Disney mm-hmm. movies. Okay, so we've t- talked about your number two. Yeah, my number two is Mulan, which we just spoke yeah. about. Um, your number two, Home on the Range. My number two is Sword in the Stone. Oh, of course, I should have guessed that. I complete. I was like, well, what's it going to be? <laughs> of course, I should have known this. Um, it's about Arthur. Um, and Merlin. Yeah. And it's a real traditional, like, English kind of, um, what do you call them? Not like fairy tale, because it's kind of kind of real. Yeah, fable. Um, it's so fun. It's a real fun one. Well, you say that. I find it quite slow. Yeah. So I don't find it fun. I find it kind of dull. Yeah, but when they're doing the dishes. Yeah. This is where we disagree, this one. <laughs> I, the thing is, I didn't grow up with this one. This is where we talk about, like, everyone has their favourites, and if you didn't grow up with it, you're like, really, that one? Yeah. This is probably how some people feel when we both say, you know, Mulan, or when you say Aristocats, they're probably I'm like, really, really, like, this is a really obscure one. I'm not denying it. This is probably no one else's. It probably wouldn't even appear this high on anybody else's, like, list. I don't know. But it just hit the spot. Like, I was just into this stuff. Like, I used to have, like, like my granddad used to make... Like well, yeah. He, he until very recently he used to make like medieval like reenactment costumes and stuff mm. like that. So I was surrounded by this kind of like stuff when I was little, and I just wanted to be like a little knight in shining armor like that. My when, whole um, childhood. Um, when we watched Mulan a couple of years ago, yeah, it was also the first time I'd watched this one. Oh right. And um, I was actually really looking forward to watching this one. And by the end, I was like, it's kind of dull. Mm. Um, I like well, it's, it's a it's really a weird film. It's just like. Lots of there's a there's a style of storytelling which I don't necessarily love all that much, mm-hmm. which is like there's not much of a through line or the through line is very much in the background and it's like a series of episodes. Mm-hmm. So oh, then there's the bit with the squirrels yeah. and then there's the bit with this and then there's the bit with this and it's just like loads of little things yeah. that happen. Oh, and then the end. Mm-hmm. Um, Alice in Wonderland is like that to me. She gets yeah. big and then small, and then she goes to a tea party, and then yeah, she gets lost yeah, thing, yeah. and then she talks to the cat. Oh, and then it's the actual plot. Yeah. Oh, um, and Peter Pan's like that to me as well. I just like the fact that every. I mean, this is like King, it's about King Arthur, but his he's like bullied. His name's like War. They call mm. him War, and he finds this old weird magician guy who he thinks is a bit like naff because, right. like, when he's creating <laughs> stuff. Like when he's doing these magic tricks, they kind of sometimes go wrong and like they're all yeah. weird and stuff like that. It's not and exact then, science magic. Yeah. Um, and then who's the witch? What's she called? I can't remember. Gorgonzola. Madam Mim. Right. Yeah. Marvelous Madam Mim. Right. They're just like batshit crazy. Yeah. Um, and I kind of love that. It's just silly. Like the whole thing. I mean, there is like a bit of like a, um, 
There are like there's stuff at stake. Mm. Yeah, when kind of Merlin takes him under his wing and is like t- turning him into like all different kind of animals and stuff, mm. and like really, he's trying to get um, Arthur to look at life from different perspectives. Yes. Which I really liked. It's really weird. Like that whole section with the squirrels. Yeah. Is really poignant and weird and sad mm. and a bit too deep. I don't think I'd have been able to yeah. handle the serious, the, the depth of it as a kid. Yeah. Because this little squirrel kind of like falls in love with him, but yeah. she doesn't know. And then he turns him back to a boy. And he says something really sad and poignant in the yeah. end about it, like Merlin does. I can't remember what it is, but it's like, I was like, jeez, man. Yeah. Like, ouch, baby. Is it like. Very ouch. <laughs> It's the same feeling as like when you like pet a cat when you're out in the middle of nowhere and then it follows you home and you're like, you can't follow me. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> that dog that followed us in Istanbul. Yeah. He wanted to come with us and you just have to be like, no. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's kind of like that. And I guess, yeah, I really like it. It's just weird. But I, amazing. It has got like a weird, almost like sketchy art style, which I actually like. Yeah, it's scratchy quite like art scratchy. Style, which I, I like. Mm. Normally that's the sort of thing I go for, mm. um, which is... Almost like a surprise. I'm talking about like Stephen Beauty's in my list because I love the way, love the way it looks. Mm. My normal preferred sort of type of art is more like scratchy or intricate or sketchy stuff. So I'm almost surprised that 101 Dalmatians didn't make it because that's like the complete sketchy, weird, mm. scratchy style. I think this kind of paved the way for like Black Cauldron. Yeah, but then Black Cauldron was a massive flop. Yeah. Uh, that was them trying to do like their own Lord of the Rings. Let's do an epic fantasy I mean, this, thing. I don't think Sword in the Stone was massive at all no, by any no. means. None, like, none from this era. Mm, but I feel like it definitely, um, like Black Cauldron kind of um, took quite a lot of inspiration from. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive in June. Olive in June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. So you you were a big fan of like English history as a kid Mm. then, which would explain (laughs) our number one. (laughs) Yeah. Um, (laughs) Robin Hood. Yeah, Robin Hood is our number one. A is your number one, right? Yeah. Yeah, good. It was mine as well. No, it's 101 Dimensions. No. Yeah. I do love 101 Dimensions. And 101 Dimensions is very high up there. Home on the range. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, our number one is Robin Hood. Big fans of this film. Um, I know for lots of people, it awoken, awakened uh, lots of confusing and strange romantic feelings when everyone fell in love with Robin Hood. Uh, he's blamed for the rise of the fairy movement. <laughs> Dashing, charming Robin yeah. Hood. Well, it came straight after after like, Aristocats. And mm. I feel like the two um, 
What's his name in Aristocat? Thomas O'Malley. Yeah. I feel like Thomas O'Malley was a bit more... Rough. Yeah, rough and ready. He, he was a bit more... Um, like laddish, whereas mm. Robin Hood is a bit cheeky, but they are quite, they have a similar vibe, mm. don't they? They're kind of like um, cheeky chappies. Mm. Um, I love this film so much. Yeah, the this, this is the one I've incredible. seen the most. I think people underestimate how good the songs are in this as well. Yeah. People think of like great Disney songs, you know, part of your world and all that stuff, mm. which I love, but the songs in this are just so good. And I like the fact, okay, so I like, I really like Sword in the Stone, but all of that is like humans. Yeah. Whereas this is like foxes and animals and yeah. stuff like that playing like humanoid characters. Yeah. Um, which I think is an odd thing. It is really odd. Like whenever they focused on animals, they didn't actually do that well. And they didn't really do make animals doing human things. Like if you think of like Lion King, they yeah. are just being lions. That's, that was the first one. That was the exception to the rule. Every time they tried to do something that wasn't basically the princess as a main character. Yeah. So like this, like Sword in the Stone. Yeah. They kind of didn't do that well. Rescuers, things like that. Yeah. That's why they'd always go back to... Oh, that's another one where the animals are like a bit yeah. more humanoid. Um, yeah. Basil the Great Master Detective all these ones like didn't do that well yeah. and that's why they just kept going back to like well our princess films do really well like yeah. we just find another classic fairy tale storyline yeah. and do it based on a princess Prince John is such a good villain so what he's I will like say, a pathetic this is uh, <laughs> I've got a dirty thumb <laughs> we often quote things from this film around the house this is why i know it's like by far our favorites because you know not long after us meeting we talked about how much we both love this film and watched this film together and stuff i think i wore out this vhs so much um there's so many things from this that i will quote for my birthday time. i got my granddad to make me a robin hood outfit in like like properly tailored one <laughs> i had a little hat with like a little um pheasant feather Where in it and that? stuff oh, i don't know so good and i had a bow and arrow I if, loved it so much. If it's if you ask me the time, and it's a it's a dead on o'clock, <laughs> then you you know it's ten o'clock and all's well. Who's driving this banana? Stand? Who's driving this banana stand? Is a, a line I use so all good. the time. Maybe my favorite line from this film. Clucky. Who's driving this banana stand? Clucky. Lady Cluck's amazing. She's so good. Uh, so yeah, the song's not in Nottingham. Uh, mm-hmm. It's great. Yeah. Um, the one about Prince John. Oh, when they were so taking the piss good. out of him. Um, Robin Hood and Little John running through the forest. Like, mm. great. Oodlele, oodlele, gaudy, what a day. The rooster. He's yeah. great. Well, he sings basically all the songs. Yeah. He's like the narrator, isn't he? He's the narrator, yeah. Um, it's so good. Hiss. You never yeah. understand what I you. Um, <laughs> yeah, oh, they're all, great. all the characters are great. Fry Tuck. I can't even like articulate how much I love this film because it's so... Like so aside from being heart. your like number one Disney film of all time, it's probably it's probably like my right number up one there film. For just films in general, yeah. full time. Like I know, like a few of these, I've been like, oh, like nostalgia just won me over, and that's why it's like up there. But I genuinely think, like a lot of this, yeah, even though it is like really nostalgic for me and I love it, it's still an amazing film. Like mm. if you saw it, if you had never ever seen it before and you saw it tomorrow, you'd be like, oh, that was really fun. Mm. I'm like, cool. And like exciting. Oodle Alley. When I tell you, so uh, you actually have an amazing piece of, not memorabilia, but like artifact around this film. Oh, yeah. So over the years, uh, me and Becca have been to lots of art festivals and comic cons and things like that. Yeah. Places where there's lots of independent artists as well as like renowned artists and things Mm. like that. And uh, Becca has a big thick sketchbook. Yeah, Which she takes with them and she will ask them to ask see if they want to contribute a, a picture of their of disney's robin hood their in their style yeah i collect robin hood drawings so you have an amazing collection of drawings of robin hood but the interesting yeah. thing is like i said about i feel like a lot of artists love sleeping beauty because it's so unique they remember it i feel like a lot of people have a lot of nostalgia for disney's robin hood yeah because normally when you say can you draw me disney's robin hood they sort of light up and get excited to do it and they put you so see them doing effort. sketches for other people and you see some of the ones that they've done in, in your book and it's amazing. Yeah, and all like for free as well. I feel quite yeah. lucky um, and like privileged to have asked somebody to do a sketch mm. and then had like, this is an A3 sketchbook, had full on Yeah, like, you ask them to do like a little outline and some of them have taken up a whole A3 yeah. huge like detailed 
beautiful portrait, picture. Yeah. yeah, so good. And I think, um, yeah, the film just like resonates with everybody who's seen it. Have you got any um, faves in your sketchbooks in case anyone wanted to name check any? Um, Mark Buckingham did mm-hmm. a really nice one. Really, really, it's like shaded and everything. Yeah, Mark He's Buckingham's done... is gorgeous. And the yeah. interesting thing about Mark Buckingham, um, he, he drew uh, his most famous thing is probably Fables. Yeah. He did the comic series Fables, um, which is one of my favorite sort of runs of comics of all times. Mm. And I commissioned a picture from him that was yeah. 150 quid, <laughs> and it's amazing. Like, it's one of my favorite things I own. Um, but then I felt like he was just like, <laughs> yeah, like chuck this in for free. Like, he just yeah. wanted to do the Robin Hood one for you. Because also, like, I kind of like approach, when I ask, I kind of approach them. And then once they've done it, they end up having a look through. Yeah. So like they don't know. I'm like, and I'm at the end, I'm like, oh, thanks like so much. Like, oh, by the way, like I collect them. So there's a few in there if you want to have a look kind of thing. Mm. And when they see who else has like contributed, it's like, like really fun. It's run. Yeah, it's fun looking through the different ones. So yeah, that's a, that's a fave. Yeah, it's just so, such a good film. There's some other good ones. Uh, David Peterson. Mm. His one's amazing. Yeah. He's the guy who does the Mouse Guard books. Yes. Um, his one's incredible. Because his, his art style is like very medieval and anyway. It's perfectly suited and it's mm. really intricate, his one. Yeah. Um, and who else did one? Um, yeah, you've got Scott C. Um, yeah. You know, the guy who does the Great Showdowns mm-hmm. artwork. He's worked with Double Fine, did Psychonauts. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. From him in there. He was like, lovely. Really distinct styles. Yeah, he was throughout lovely. Throughout the book. Yeah, uh, Crom, who did your Yeah, there's a Crom in tattoo. there. Emma Rios. Yeah. A uh, really nice Emma Rios one in there. Yeah, and my friend uh, Christina Bozinski. Yeah. She's based in Leeds as well. And we got her, I got her to do that before we even moved up here. So it's a really nice mix of like, Relatively well-known artists, and then sort of smaller, In, more indie, independent. Yeah, but people. I love, like, I love everyone's approach to the mm, character mm. as well. Um, so I'm just looking at a picture of Hiss in that balloon. If you follow me on Twitter <laughs> after this episode drops, I'll post a few examples of the Robin Hoods for oh, people yeah. who are interested. That yeah, nice. So then. follow me on Twitter. It's at Bob Shoy. See some of them at B O B S H O Y. I'll remind you at the end. Um, I can't even talk any more about the film. I'm no, like tongue tied because I just film. love it. Brilliant, and we both love it. And it's amazing that it was so uh, sort of special to both of us as children, separately, mm. and then for us to both be like, "Whoa, oh my god!" Like you love that film too. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, our number one. Rob the rich, feed the poor. Yeah, eat the rich. Uh, so who did that? One of one of the ice <laughs> in your book wrote, "Eat the rich." <laughs> love it <laughs> on his Robin Hood picture. Um. Okay, so what's are you doing your plus one or shall I do mine? No, you're, it's your turn. Okay, so my uh, my plus one is Fantasia. Fantasia, okay, yeah, that makes the sense. The original nineteen forty. The original Fantasia. Mm-hmm. Um, I think after seeing this, it just blew my mind. Like it was so cool and psychedelic, and like you know, when your mind just gets like overloaded with information. Mm. And I think like the concepts in it and the way that they were executed and like the art, the different art styles. And it's basically just a big compendium of like, look at all this cool shit. Well, it's amazing. It's animated to music. Yeah. So the, the skill involved of the matching everything up perfectly yeah. to music. So good. Um, and some bits are like, it's quite scary. I found it quite scary in places. Um, and then just like incredible, like all the like centaurs like that mm. um yeah i think like in terms of fueling my young self like creatively this was amazing this is one that i've seen this loads of times actually mm. it's one that i would never like choose to sit and watch no. no um it's one that i feel like i should like because it's almost like eating your vegetables um <laughs> Like, oh, yeah, I agree, this is brilliant, but then I'm never going to sit and watch this. Like, I'm actually just going to get bored if I sit and watch this. It's just really But at the same time, concept. I really like it. Like, I do agree that it's good. Um, it's really high concept. I mean, like, all the... What's, like, the ghosty stuff? That was amazing. Like, where they're all, like, they're made of light and mm-hmm. they're all coming out of the ground. And, yeah, it was... It's creepy in places. Yeah, really I find it quite creepy. And there's the old... Um, like wizard guy, mm-hmm. and then there's even like a massive like winged like devil. Yeah, yeah, that bit's um, creepy. Yeah, but then there's also like the centaurs, big hippos, big hippos. Yeah. Then the ostriches or like yeah, 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 and yeah, stuff, yeah. and the little flappy. And then obviously the sorcerer's um, apprentice section is like the real famous. Yeah, bit. 
And then there's like the mushrooms and the flower dancing mm-hmm. and stuff. Yeah, I do know it really well. As soon as you say all the stuff, I'm like, oh yeah, I yeah. know that bit. Yeah, I know that bit. Yeah, I know that bit. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just amazing, and the colours and the way that it. I like the fact that it's it's also almost like lots of little shorts, isn't it? Because it's like different yes. art styles and stuff. Like as it goes into different like acts of the of the suite. And there's a big dinosaur bit as well. Mm. Um, yeah, really. Just like I'd never seen anything like that ever in my life. No, before. and it is and it very amazing. unique and singular in its mm. in what it does. So if you want to blow your child's mind without giving them any drugs, and I've never seen Fantasia two thousand. I have. Is it good? Yeah, it is really good actually. Mm. I think I probably watched that more when I was younger than this. Really? But I feel like this is more classic. Is more classic, and it also like it was came out in nineteen forty, like. The caliber, that is crazy. the caliber of animation. Came out in 1940. Yeah, the caliber oh, wow. of animation and the concepts in this are incredible. Mm. Um, I thought that was after the war. That one, but no, no, like it's so good. Wow, yeah, and I think is... I have seen Fantasia 2000 more because that came out in 1999. Right. Yeah. So I was like nine-ish. Mm-hmm. Um, so that would have been like the new Fantasia, and it does. You, it, it, they redid the Sorcerer's Apprentice, oh, the right. Fantasia 2000. So that's in it as well, like right. again. But there's also like different other stuff in it. Mm-hmm. Um, the art style is definitely more. It's like similar but more modern. But with the Fantasia, the original one, there's like lots of different art styles. With with Fantasia 2000, it's all quite like similar of the mm-hmm. of the time of like the period. Right. Um, but yeah, this just blew my mind. Yeah. Good pick. Um, and I think that's why you should give it a watch. Good so. pick in the spirit of one more mm. as a pick. Yeah. So. Um, my one more is a bit of an odd one because it's not like probably in my top 10 Disney films or anything. Mm-hmm. But I think um, it's because it was such a surprise right. how much I liked it. So I wanted to give a nod to one of the more recent films uh-huh. because okay. we're all going to be like talking about the ones that are around when we grew up, basically. Yeah. Um, this one has a different name in the US to the UK. Mm-hmm. So this is, you know, Zootopia slash Zootropolis. Oh, yeah, cool. Um, so this... the Fox protagonist. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, it's just it's just Robin Hood, like, Mark 2.0. Modern. Yeah. Um, and again, yeah, another, like, charming so fox. Fun. You've got Jason Bateman, who puts in, like, probably my favourite Jason Bateman performance as an animated <laughs> fox. But it's so great. Yeah. Um, so charming. But I was just so surprised at this film because yeah. it didn't look like something I would like. Yeah. I, I'm not a big fan of like the DreamWorks style humor and this looks like that. It's like really earnest. But then when you watch it, it's so much fun, yeah. but also it's got a good plot and the characters are great. Um, like the two main characters and like all the characters got great voice cast throughout the whole thing. I think, do you think that because normally in the real, in like the wild, they would be... Like pitted against each other. Obviously, like foxes eat mm. rabbits, so like there's that. But she actually has like authority over him because mm. she's like a law enforcement officer. Yeah, and it plays with a lot of those ideas, mm. and it plays like quite kind of. I was quite a shocked at how sort of in the weeds it got with like race relations and yeah. things like that. It's kind of shocking. Yeah, that, like a kids' film would be like like hitting these topics. Just because you're a rhino doesn't mean you're like yeah. not better. You're better it's, than. It's really it's really weird. Yeah. Um, and you've got Idris Elba, who's like a great... Yeah. Does a great voice role in it as well. He's a really powerful voice He's actor. really like intimidating, his, his character in it. Yeah. Because he has that like deep, powerful voice. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it was just one that I was so shocked by. And when I watched it, I would... For, for a while afterwards, I was constantly telling people like, no, you should watch it. Like, mm. it's really good. It's a little bit like detective as well, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I really like. Um, it's almost like Mulder line. and Scully, like the rabbit and the fox, like Mulder and Scully. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, but it's also, it's really nice. Like a lot of, I like classic 2D animation, mm. probably might more than CG. Yeah. But for a modern CG film, like this looks really nice as well. Like it's got more, it doesn't look like a Pixar film. Pixar has its own look. Yeah. But it looks, it's like if DreamWorks made films that I thought looked nice. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's like a much yeah. nicer looking of in of like kind of what more DreamWorks animation does. Yeah. And yeah, this, this is my one more just because I was so surprised at how much I liked it. Yeah, um, it's one of the better new ones. And how different sure. it is to the other 
stuff they've done. It's not like anything like Tangled or Frozen or anything like that. Yeah. Um, and I've, I actually, I do think they're having like another like bit of a renaissance because I like a lot of their new CG films. Like Frozen isn't for me. Yeah. I accept that. I appreciate that kids love it. But I really like Tangled. Mm. I really liked Wreck-It Ralph. Yeah. Uh, I really like Big Hero 6. Yeah. And I really like this. Like they've run another bit of like a renaissance. I think this is definitely my favorite one out of those. Of the new ones. Yeah. Yeah, me too. That's why it's here as my representation for the new stuff. Yeah, but. it's so good. Reminds me a bit of... Um, Monsters Inc. Mm-hmm. Like the vibe. Yeah, a little bit like a town full of creatures, and this yeah. time, in this case, animals. Like real diversity. When she goes into the city for the first time, yeah, it's like entering. Uh, Mon- is it Monstropolis? Yeah, it is like entering that for the first time yeah. in that film and seeing everything. And around. it's everybody, and it, like same in Monsters Inc. as it is in the police force as well. Like everybody kind of like works to their strengths, mm-hmm. and like everybody who is unique works together for the greater good sort of thing. And that's Mm. kind of like, I think the same vibe with like Zootopia as it is with like Monsters Inc. So yeah, I I appreciated that it went for say, like took some big swings. Mm -hmm. I think some of the messaging isn't quite a hundred (laughs) percent perfect, but I appreciate the efforts and the, the more like the, the deeper topics it was willing to approach in basically a a kid's kids movie. Yeah. Yeah. Kudos. Um, yeah, it's really fun. But then, like the classic old ones, did that as well. When you talk about <laughs> the Beast, you know, yeah. basically don't judge someone on their appearance. Mm-hmm. And he's a actually a decent guy if you give him a chance. That sort of thing. They, they do have like these, yeah, simplistic maybe more so in the older ones, but like deeper messaging. Mm. And I think this one had a good, had interesting, and it went in interesting directions that I wasn't expecting. Yeah, like a really nice subconscious underlying messaging. Yeah. Mm. Oh yeah, so, I love it. Well done, nice yeah. choice. So that's, I didn't expect you to say that, so that's cool. But yeah. I'm glad you did because it's. I love. I really do. It's reminded me how much I really like that film. Yeah. So that's our forum on Disney. Are there any that you wanted to mention? Any that were close to you? Um, you? Probably like 101 Dalmatians. Was yeah, definitely up there. It was. I think it, almost it was like Aristocrats or 101 because 101 yeah. was massive. Like it was absolutely massive. Film. I love the the Art style. like the sort of plinky. Jazzy, yeah. it's a bit like Aris Cats, yeah. but um, same vibe. And uh, and the animation is is gorgeous in Hundred One Dimensions. Yeah, uh, uh, I think we're saying about, about all of them. Like Disney animation is the best. So yeah. that's you know if you're a Disney animator, you're top of the tree. So. And um, and um, yeah, Cruella Deville was a really um, iconic villain, mm-hmm. isn't she? Um, so good. So yeah, I love that. Um, anything else? Mm, we mentioned Jungle Book a lot. That was yeah. one of the ones I used to watch a lot as a kid. Yeah, that's great. Um, I love the atmosphere it creates. I love, yeah. I love India anyway. I've talked about that on podcasts quite a lot. So like yeah. the Indian setting, like I really loved. I'm going to mention like the Rescuers and the Rescuers Down Under, right? Because I watched them quite a See, lot. See, they're not as a ones kid. that I have a lot of In, memories like, of. Yeah, uh, I've seen I them both, really but good. they don't stick with me. Um, one that I did love, I did mention it briefly earlier, was Basil the Great Mass Detective. Mm-hmm. Um, again, it's another like English set one, so maybe that. Yeah. Why? But then I loved um, what's his name, uh, Vincent Price as Rattigan right, is just yeah. such a great villain, mm-hmm. a bit like Prince John, like kind of pathetic, but mm. more intimidating than Prince John. But like, I love that performance, and he's such a great yeah. underrated villain. And my favorite whole thing about that is that when he sets up the death trap for. Uh, Basil. Yeah. Towards the end, he like sings the song. Him, he's recorded his the song oh, that he yeah. sang himself and starts playing it on the record player. Is <laughs> she so like ego maniacal? Yeah. Um, in a way that I really find funny. Uh, I'm gonna put Peter Pan out there as well. That no, was... I'm not a big fan of Peter Pan. I I was gonna say I don't know if I, like, we watched it a lot. I remember watching it mm. a lot, and um, I'm not sure if I was like in love with it, but it's definitely worth a mention because I think it is again. Like a real classic, mm. classic Disney. Part of that like real group that was like this shaped, yeah. like early Disney stuff. And we mentioned Aladdin. Like I loved Aladdin, loved the genie. Um, Dumbo and Bambi as well. Not a big fan of either of them. Just... Them older ones, I'm just like, uh, they're so dry. Like I didn't like Pinocchio. Pinocchio's scary. I didn't like Pinocchio either. Too I didn't, scary. Yeah. <laughs> but I did love Snow White, Dumbo, Bambi. Right. Um, them three I really loved. Of those, probably like Dumbo the most. I probably like Bambi the most. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah I'm not a big fan of Bambi. I, I, I quite like the April showers bit. With the, oh, yeah. Really nice I like Thumper as a character. It's oh, really okay. good. Um, Cinderella I loved. That was one that was really, like, well, watched a lot because I liked the mice when I was a kid. Yeah. Yeah, they're fun. Um, yeah. 
And um, and we said like of the sort of after the Renaissance but before the new ones, I do yeah. think Emperor's New Groove and Lilo and Stitch are like the, the Emperor's New Groove. Emperor's New one Groove. You watched I watched. Yeah. In that same like stint that we did a few years ago. Yeah, and I was surprised at how I actually found that really funny. Like, I love really it funny. because it's. It's like Inca, isn't it? Yeah, like, it's Aztec. Aztec. Yeah, Mayan Isma or something. Is the villain Aztec or Mayan or whatever? Well, is that a South, ancient, South American? Ancient. Yeah. Um, but Isma's a great villain in that as well. Yeah, there's fun characters like Kronk in it. It's fun. Yeah, like, yeah. I was that surprised was at how fun that film was, and it's so breezy. It's like just over an hour long. Leland Stitch, yeah, that's a real favourite, isn't it? Mm. But then you get some that are just lost, like Treasure Planet, Brother Bear. I've watched all of them. There's only a couple of ones yeah. I haven't watched, like Treasure Planet, Brother Bear, Chicken fine. Uh, Chicken Little, no, I have seen it, but no, thank you. Bolt. Never mm-hmm. seen Bolt. It's one of the only yeah. ones I haven't seen. Never seen Home on the Range or Bolt. I feel like, I wish you put the um, years on these, so I could just be like, look, this year <laughs> range was quite enough. I feel like they just had a real... They when when well, everyone when Pixar came around, it was like, do, do we carry on doing CG? Do, do you we think carry on all doing the animation? good people just like jump ship then and kind of left them in the lurch? I don't know what happened, but they just didn't know what they didn't have an identity, mm. and they tried to do CG for ages and it wasn't working, and everyone preferred the Pixar one. Stick to what you know. And then they went back and did one more animated film, mm. which was Princess and the Frog, which is great. Yeah, really like. I would say forgotten, but for a lot of kids, like it's a real, they love it. Yeah. So for a lot, like they're opening Princess It's a really and the Frog great storyline as well. Area in Disneyland now they're developing. Mm. So it's obviously popular enough for them to develop that. Yeah, cool. Um, and it's another cool setting. You got New Orleans is like a cool mm. setting for a, for a, a film, a Disney film. Because mm. so that is a good film. We watched some, um, on the Disney Channel, we watched some um, documentaries recently about the, um, like composers. Yeah, there's some really good ones on there. There's the Howard Ashman documentary that's mm-hmm. fairly recent, just called Howard. That's really good. He did, what ones did he do? Um, did basically the Renaissance era yeah. ones, Aladdin, Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. Um, he did Little Mermaid as well. Yes, he did. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's why they got pretty great soundtracks. They have amazing soundtracks. What was the other one as from well? He's musical theatre. Um, with the two brothers, the Sherman brothers. Yeah, yeah. We, the the boys was the name of that documentary. They did some like older stuff. Definitely worth a, they're worth a watch as well. If you're interested in any in any of like the music, if you're interested side in the music, it, yeah, the boys and Howard both on mm. Disney Plus, really good. If you're interested in the animation, Frank and Ollie's really good. Oh uh, yeah, about uh, two of the classic animators from the very early days of Disney. Yeah, that's and really fun. Also, Waking Sleeping Beauty uh-huh. is a really good one, which is about the Disney Renaissance. It's about them hitting that slump. And then picking themselves up the bum and to then get it going. Sort of waking the industry, the the company again, and getting going mm. and pulling themselves out of that slump. Yeah. Um, so there's some really good documentaries on Disney Plus for this stuff. But yeah, I recommend all four of those. Mm-hmm. So Frank and Ollie, Waking Sleeping Beauty, The Boys, and Howard. Yeah. So I hope you've enjoyed this um, trip down our memory lane. Yeah, it's a little bit of a bonus. And I'm always <laughs> interested in which ones people liked. So if you have different Disney favourites or want to talk about Disney films and which ones you liked and didn't like, if you agreed of ours, didn't, yep. or didn't, you can go to um, knownforpod at gmail.com. Yep. Uh, or you can go on knownforpod.com, the website. Yep. Uh, this is now part of my podcast network. So if you go to bobshoy.com, B-O-B-S-H-O-Y.com, you can see other podcasts I work on, which you might also be interested in as well. And you can contact me. How to contact me. everyone. Yeah, you can contact me directly on Twitter as well, which is at bobshoy, at B-O-B-S-H-O-Y. And hopefully I remember when this episode goes live, uh, on that day I'll post some of the um, some nice sketches. Robin Hood sketches yeah. that Becca has. I'll try and post a few of those. <laughs> Thanks to everybody who contributed to my sketchbook. <laughs> yes. And hopefully when we're allowed to actually go places again after hell year is finished, maybe we can fill out some more sometime. Yeah. Uh, cool. So thanks for listening. Yeah. And we'll be back next month for the final episode in this run, which will be our uh, Chadwick Boseman retrospective. Cool. So thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. We'll see you then. Bye. Bye bye. We know by now the time knows how to fly (laughs) So here's goodbye So soon you'll find your separate way Time's so short I'll say so long and go So soon (laughs) goodbye 
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Are you ready for truly hydrated skin? Meet Hyaluronic Body Serum, a breakthrough in body care from Osea. It's clinically proven to instantly increase hydration by 161%. Their lightweight, fast-absorbing serum delivers 24 hours of nonstop hydration for silky, smooth skin without the sticky afterfeel. Osea's latest innovation combines the magic of their best-selling Hyaluronic Sea Serum with a new formula that's good for the whole body and five types of hyaluronic acid to target every layer of the skin. Osea is a women-founded, women-led brand that's been crafting seaweed-powered products for nearly 30 years. The best part? Everything Osea makes is clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Treat your skin to clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code SUMMER at OseaMalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A-Malibu.com code SUMMER.